0: Hello from the city of Sheffield. This podcast is about the adventure. I am your host Sarah Lister. In this episode I talk to Rachel Fletcher. She's in her second year studying an accredited course in nutrition, diet and lifestyle at Sheffield Hallam University. I ask Rachel what fears, worries or challenges she's faced along her new path so far where she thinks that people can find reliable information and advice about nutrition, diet, and lifestyle, and how she makes time for her other interests. Welcome, Rachel, to About the Adventure podcast. Hi. So let's get stuck into these questions. What are you feeling really positive about this year?
1: Um, okay, one of the things I'm feeling really positive about um, actually is related to my uni course. So I just finished a semester at the back end of last year and got my results um, last month and did really, really well, much better than I expected. Um, And I'm feeling like things are really clicking now with my learning and I'm really feeling like really motivated about what I'm doing. And now I've reached the halfway point of my degree. I'm really starting to look forward to what the future brings and my future career. That sounds excellent.
0: And how has your outlook on life changed since you started your degree?
1: Um, I would say that my outlook has changed to sort of more probably more relaxed, a um, little bit less um, how can I put it, um, focused on detail. I think I look at life in a bit more holistic way now. Um, I had, my previous job was quite stressful. I think I was job, job, job- focused, and now I have a little bit more time to take a step back and um, think about my life as a whole. Um, yeah, definitely more relaxed. Are there any skills
0: or experiences from working in the police that you think are valuable
1: in your life now? Oh yeah, there's quite a lot. Um, and when I first left the police, I remember thinking I don't have transferable skills because I'd been in the police for 19 years. Um, but actually, one of the biggest skills you learn is how to talk to people and your communication skills. Um, and that is going to see me through any career in the future and in life. So um, in terms of what I'm doing now with nutrition, what I plan to do is work with clients on a one-to-one basis. So it's almost like a mini counselling session. So you've really got to be able to build up trust, rapport, be empathetic and get as much out of your client as possible so that you can advise them to the best of your ability. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing I've probably learned from the police. Um, And the other thing will be things like time management, managing stress, uh, working with lots of diverse groups of people.
0: Have you made any changes in your lifestyle since you started to, to study your
1: degree in nutrition, diet and lifestyle? Um, yeah, definitely. Now, before I started the degree, um, one of the reasons for doing it was because I was interested in in well-being, uh, for want of a better phrase, I was interested in nutrition. Um, I've been interested in um exercise and fitness for a while as well. So I'd probably say on the whole I had quite a healthy-ish lifestyle anyway. Um, but actually, weirdly, one of the things that I think's changed since doing the degree is learning that it's your lifestyle as a whole. That's most important when it comes to nutrition, not getting hung up on having um, the big stack of pancakes that I've just had (laughs) Um, and worrying about, oh, I've had a load of calories or what I shouldn't eat anything else for the rest of the day. Um, Actually, it's what you eat over weeks, months, and the year that's more important. And yeah, I think I'm probably more relaxed about my nutrition and my lifestyle now than I ever was before. It's been really useful. And do you feel now that you're not working full time that you have a bit more? balance in your life oh 100 percent. yeah it's only since stopping my previous career that I realized probably how tired and stressed I was and I didn't have any any balance now I'm very fortunate that I do have a bit more time so I can do things like you know cook from scratch a bit more the meal prep exercise time with friends and family um that I probably didn't do at all before so yeah is there anything that you miss from working in the police? Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I miss the people. Great team that I worked with. Um, you know, everyone's looking after each other and you do build up a really good team spirit. Um, I do miss the excitement at times and the challenge. There was always something new to learn. So it was brilliant for, you know, um, new development. You never knew what you were going to walk into. Um, so I miss that. I do miss a bit of that but i don't miss the the risk that i had to carry every day um the responsibility if something went wrong um the long hours the unsociable hours <laughs> and things like that so yeah there's things i miss but yeah it's probably more to do with people than the work mhm
0: is it something that you or was it something that you wanted to do when you were a child? Did you did you always think, I want to be in the police? Yes,
1: I was one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I did... Um, when I was at school, I probably would have been about 13, maybe. Um, you do, like, your work experience week, and I did it in the police. Um, and it was always what I wanted to do, so I was a little bit like that. So I did... Um, went to uni the first time around, but my career plan was always to join the police. So, yeah...
0: Yeah I think it's similar to my sister because she when she was younger she she was always she always loved the TV shows like the X-Files and things like that and so I think she kind of wanted to do yeah something to do with either working the police or becoming a detective or yeah. something along those lines and yeah that's exactly what she's gone on to do. Um, initially she was following a slightly different career path but uh-huh. then she started volunteering and then got into it and yeah. and she really loves it and I think it's done amazing things for her confidence and people she's met and there are challenging times as well definitely for her but yeah she's she's really enjoying it but she's certainly not as far into the career as, as you were <laughs> yeah I
1: mean I think it is something that you have to want to do um because it's hard work it's emotionally challenging at times it's physically challenging you know the hours are terrible um yeah you've got to want to do it um and I absolutely was everything I wanted to do and I had a great 19 years there And I don't regret a single minute of it really um, but yeah sometimes things change and you take a different path absolutely
0: so when did you make the decision to leave your job as a detective inspector
1: and to start your degree um, that happened in two phases really um, I made the decision to leave um, the police realistically I think that decision was in my head back end of 2016 to early 2017 I'm trying to think of my dates now (laughs) um I think I knew it wasn't going to be I wanted to leave but I wasn't sure um I took a short period of unpaid leave for a few months to try and get my head clear um and the moment I'd made the decision to do that I knew I wasn't going to go back um yeah I just felt lighter immediately there was then a gap I did leave in the June um, after having the career break and there was a gap then before I decided to do my degree because I took another job Um, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do but I felt like I obviously needed to get a job so I ended up doing something quite similar working for the local authority Um, but I knew again it wasn't for me and it was just that nugget in my head of what do I want to do and I knew I'd got an idea but I didn't know what it looked like so having made a few sort of inquiries around nutrition courses and things like that I ended up getting in contact with Sheffield Hallam University um, chatting to them and yeah the decision to start the degree happened really really quickly which is not like me at all <laughs> I'm normally a very methodical planner um, <laughs> and take my time but this was like um, you've got to make a decision when they offered me a place and said we need you to make a decision within seven days um, because obviously they needed to know about filling up their places so it was like ah oh. and that was it so how did you actually make that decision did you talk to people and kind of say to people like is this the right thing to do or yeah initially I chewed it over because that's very me so I kept it in- to myself and and thought it through but yeah I spoke to my family and spoke to some friends and um yeah talked it through and yeah then just thought actually I've got to go for this so I knew if I didn't do it I'd regret it so yeah
0: so we've got a question from Joe on Twitter.
1: How did your family and friends react to your change of career? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, following on from what I've just said, really, I had a chat. Um, first people I spoke to were my mum and dad. Um, took me ages to pluck up the courage. I remember going round, I think it was like for Sunday lunch or something. It was almost before I left. Thought, Oh, I've got something I want to say. <laughs> um, I thought they would be a bit anti it. Because, you know, I'd be leaving a stable, secure, well-paid job that I've always wanted to do, as we've just talked about, to do something that potentially, you know, not having a job for three years minimum um, and, you know, with no certainty of a job at the end of the course. But they were like, yeah, just whatever you want to do. And it was my dad, who is very much like me. um, So it's really unexpected when he was like, you've made your decision. I can tell it's what you want to do. He could just tell. And my friends were the same. It's like, go with what you want, um, do what feels right. And, you know, it will all work out. Yeah. And again, you would regret it if you don't do it. So they were really, really supportive. I don't think there was anyone who said, oh, are you sure? When I left the police, there were a few people who were like, are you sure this you really want? It? There was quite a lot of that. But as I say, there was a bit of a gap between the two. So I think by that time, people had realised that, um, yeah, I needed a change. And I think they could probably tell immediately it was what I wanted to do. So, yeah, luckily, everyone was really supportive.
0: Did it matter to you what other people thought? Do you think that you could have been persuaded to Uh. either (laughs) stay in the police before you
1: left or to not go for, you know, three years, committing yourself to three years of study? Um, I think from the police point of view, I don't think I would have been persuaded. I think I was pretty sure I'd reached such a point with that, that I knew I had to get out, um, with the degree, the nutrition degree maybe persuaded, but I'm fairly stubborn. <laughs> I'm a classic Victorian, Um, and once I've sort of made my decision, I tend to go with it. So I don't think so. I don't think I would have been persuaded, but it's nice to that people are supporting you and they've got your back. Um, I think I would have been a little bit more insecure about it if they hadn't.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yes, when you said that about um, sort of telling your family and your dad saying, well, you've already made your decision, haven't you? That reminds me of when, well, firstly, when I spoke to my mum about um, quitting my job and I'd I'd been thinking about it for months. And then I just said, one day I've had enough, I'm going to hand him a notice. And before I did it, I went, I think I'd written out the letter, but I hadn't emailed it to my boss yet so then i went uh, home at lunchtime and rang my mum <laughs> and you know she i mean she was supportive but to be honest i'd already decided anyway yeah. and there was another time when i was moving when i had decided to move to edale um to live in the peak district and it was quite a um a sudden decision like i made and my mum said to me well i can just tell by your face that you want to do it so you know you're probably going to do it regardless of what me and your dad think yeah yeah that's that (laughs) sounds almost the same i think once you decide
1: to do something you do feel passionate about it you can't hide it and it's obvious i mean yeah and i think any parent would want to support support you know their kids with that yeah um yeah, but I still think, you know, you almost want people to support you, don't you? Because it feels like it feels like it's the right thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's
0: nice to have those, um, yeah, those people behind you kind yeah. of cheerleading you on. Even, definitely. even if they're not sure that it's the right thing yeah. for you, but for them to trust that you need to at least go and give it a try. try. Yeah, if you really want to do that and you've already started making your way towards it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what fears, worries or challenges
1: have you faced along your n- new path so far? Um, probably the biggest fear going into it and still continues to be the case to a certain extent, although it's getting better, is um, science. I never was a scientist type of person at school. I was more of a humanities. So my first degree was like history. I loved history and um, like languages. Never really was into science. Um And that was my biggest fear and worry about getting onto the degree because I haven't got science A-levels and I thought I'd need them. Um, And I didn't, obviously, because I'm on the degree. But going into classes where it's physiology and anatomy and biochemistry or we've done microbiology, it's quite daunting. And I sometimes look at what we're learning and think, I'm never going to understand this. So it takes a little bit more effort perhaps than... Some of the other students who, again, have just come out of school and done A levels, so they kind of got that background. But actually, um, it's starting to get a little, a little bit easier. I think I'm starting to see things fall into place. And as we move through the topics, I think, oh, I remember doing that last year, um, and oh, I, I understand that. Or oh, things are starting to click a little bit quicker. So the fear is always there, but it's not, not as strong now as it as it was before. How do you
0: sort of face it? How do you handle it when you feel those
1: fears coming up? Um, I just tell myself that I can do it. You know, I've done, I I, I will always put the effort in. So I think, again, because it's really what I want to do, I'm really passionate about it. So I will put the time and effort in, even if it takes a bit longer. And I know that I can do it then when I put the effort in um I've achieved good grades so far so that I have to remember actually you've done really well Mm. um so yeah there's nothing to be scared of um I think the next big fear for me will be what happens after graduation because I've got a bit of a plan but it's a scary plan (laughs) (laughs) um so as we're moving through the degree that the fears may be shifting slightly and as I get you say nearer to the end. There'll be new, new fears to tackle, but that's good because a little bit of fear is a good thing.
0: I yeah. Think. Yeah. I think it keeps things fresh and yeah, I think it can help with confidence and all yeah. sorts of things. And there's so many people who can kind of help you, not you, but people in general yeah. along the way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you, you need to push yourself out your comfort zone and again, going back to the police. I was always being pushed out of my comfort zone because you know you were moved around quite a lot in departments so you were having to quickly learn new new um skills new laws procedures so you were always out your comfort zone um sometimes maybe a little bit too much so <laughs> I'm sort of I'm sort of used to it I think in a way um so it's 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 there's a fine line isn't there? there's a balance um,
0: Yeah and I think when I mean I was certainly pushed in my um previous jobs in london etc and i was pushed out of my comfort zone but I wasn't really ready for it. I didn't really want to do those things. But I think when you can choose for yourself how and when you push yourself yeah. out of your comfort zone, then it's a much more enjoyable and rewarding experience. It's like you get to choose what you do rather than someone else kind yeah. of demanding things of you. And that's, I think that's very empowering as well.
1: Yeah, that, that, that is exactly it with this, isn't it? I suppose I'm choosing this career path because I really want to do it. And I know it's going to nudge me further and further out my comfort zone but because I want to do it then then it's a good thing Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and I think it's a really
0: good way of um, learning as well I think it's really good to you know to learn by reading and by writing but to actually take it to another level of when you're whether you're doing work experience or um, a placement somewhere or you're starting something new like a you know a a new business or whatever a new idea then yeah all of those little steps that you take I think are so good for learning about the next steps you want to take as well yeah yeah Mm. definitely definitely so how are you supporting yourself financially while you're studying
1: Um, Oh, many part time jobs. (laughs) So at the minute, I sort of have um, a couple of jobs that um, on a slightly ad hoc basis. I've been doing some um, exam invigilating for a local school. So uh, GCSEs in the summer, mock exams and so on. So that's quite good because I can fit it round my uni work and uni hours. I also work part time in a local cafe um, and that's brilliant because, again, it's working with food um I'm working with people which I love Um so I enjoy that and, and the other job I also do is working in a local shop um and again working with people so it's probably less nutritiony and foody, but it's good to chatting to people and uh, making a bit of extra money so I don't work um lots and lots of hours because I'm really trying to find the balance between my priority which is my uni work but also that little bit extra money um in the meantime and I'm fortunate that due to some personal circumstances a few years ago i have got a little bit of money that's helping fund fund my university Mm -hmm. course so that's you know i'm lucky i feel like i'm quite privileged in that sense so it means i don't have to work ridiculous hours um, to to finance myself what's it like living in derby um what it's great (laughs) um yeah I, i like living in derby the commute can be a pain sometimes um but you know that's you know where my house is where I grew up where my friends are so uh, and it's nice to have the best of both worlds I think of you know Derby and then coming up to Sheffield and you know meeting people here going to different cafes and places for coffee and Mm you know what I'm like and it
0: involves a nice bit of food and coffee yeah that's generally Uh, how Rachel and I meet up is with me for coffee always and (laughs) or a big pile of nice healthy food yeah or not so healthy Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah
1: yeah so yeah I love Derby so you must come to Derby Yes, there's some really great places to eat. Um, It's getting, you know, a lot better over the last few years. It's more exciting places to go.
0: Yeah, I'm always looking at your Instagram thinking, oh, that that cafe looks amazing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's lots of places I need to go. (laughs) Um, So why is it that you chose to study nutrition, diet and lifestyle?
1: Okay, Um, broadly in terms of nutrition, as I say, it was something that um, after much soul searching, I thought that's the the area I want to focus on. When I was in the police, um, they offered us various different sort of online um, courses. And I did a level two nutrition course with the police, which is a bit random, but there was all sorts of things um, they they did. But I really enjoyed it. So I think that was started to sow the seed linked in with my my love of food and cooking. Um, I then looked into different courses through the Association for Nutrition website. So they are the body that sort of regulates nutritionists. Um, And I realized that I needed to do a course that was accredited um, because going forward, I will be able to become a registered nutritionist. So, you know, anyone can do a a two week online course or something deaf like that, but it doesn't make you a nutritionist. And you only get, you know, a real slight overview of nutrition. It's, It's not it's just not enough to be able to advise people. So, I started to look at that, and then it was there that I found the Sheffield Hallam course. I had a look at the course content through their website, and it just looked really interesting. And one of the things that really got um, my interest was sports nutrition. Um so next year, I can specialize in that by choosing some um, elective modules. I love going to the gym, um, I like exercise, so it seemed to work you know, hand in hand. So that was one of the the main reason why, or two reasons, accreditation and the course content. Uh, of course, I looked and thought, oh, Sheffield, I live in Derby. Um, but there's, there's nothing at Derby Uni that is the equivalent. And I thought it was worth the commute to basically get the accreditation, get the course um, and the course that I wanted to do rather than doing something for the sake of it mm-hmm. and it not being the right course in the end. You know, it's a big commitment to make um yeah, I just I just love the content of the course.
0: Are there any modules that you've learnt something completely new um, or that you've been surprised by?
1: Yeah, a lot of it is completely new. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a little bit of knowledge. Um so some of the modules have just been enhancing that to a greater degree around things like uh macronutrients and micronutrients. So by that I mean your proteins, carbs, fats, vitamins and minerals what they're important for um so i sort of knew a bit about that but this course obviously builds on that and then it goes into more detail of like how they work in the body and 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 things around deficiencies um and how things can change through your life cycle your nutritional needs but a lot of it has been completely new (laughs) so you know um how you metabolize food so the moment for example um so the pancakes we've had down or i had downstairs i was like oh they look amazing if you have nice food your mouth almost waters have you ever experienced that yes (laughs) well that is a phase of digestion so that is literally your body um getting your getting itself ready to digest so your digestive enzymes in when your mouth waters so it's getting ready and it's just little things like oh yeah so learning how you digest food from top to bottom um the anatomy and physiology um it's all been completely new microbiology things like food safety things I'd never thought I'd learn actually food safety was a lot more interesting than I thought which is slightly worrying (laughs) (laughs) Um, um and then we've done things around physical activity and health as well which I'm really interested in so that was building on a little bit of knowledge that I already had but I think the biggest learning curves for me have been ones that involve the physiology anatomy metabolism biochemistry that that sort of thing um but I I do really enjoy them and I've got a newfound love of thing all things gut health now (laughs) (laughs) do you um find it challenging to choose the modules that
0: you take for the year or are you kind of guided um we don't get a lot of
1: choice so the first year um there was just one no there was no choice in the first year last semester we had one choice so I did physical activity um because that's like the intro if you like into sports nutrition obviously it's something I'm interested in We've just had our module electives out for next year Um, and there's a couple of choices so I'm I'm in an r in already but that's literally just come out but I think I'll go down the sports nutrition route but there's not loads of choice but obviously it's an important decision to make um, because it impacts your final degree. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: what work would you most like to do after you've graduated?
1: Um, so the master plan, the Rachel master plan Please would be share. <laughs> <laughs> to set up my own business um, as a nutritionist um, doing private sort of consultation work, one to one with clients, um, very much around optimising health and well-being. Um, so I don't really know exactly what that will look like, but I don't want it to be like a weight loss type thing, albeit if someone wants to lose weight and their reasons are, you know, valid and good and then that that's fine. But I'm more about how can... We make you feel the best that you can. Um, my philosophy would be to um, look at what you can add into a diet rather than what you can take away. Because a lot of the time it's don't eat this, don't eat that. But actually, no, do eat this. Let's, let's bring things in that's going to make you feel good. Um, I'm going to swear now, apologies. Um, cutting through the Nutri-Bollocks. So there's a lot of stuff out there that's absolute rubbish. You know, um, I, I probably won't say. <laughs> But you see a lot of stuff online, particularly on social media, and it's absolute rubbish from people who don't know what they're talking about. Um, and I want to be able to provide um, evidence based nutritional advice. Um, and actually, a lot of the time, that's not very exciting. It's maybe not what people want to click on um, because it's pretty you know, straightforward of you know getting in your good stuff, your fruit and veg and your good fats and things like that. But that's what I want to do. Um, and I actually went um, to a clinic on um, Saturday in london with a registered nutritionist to shadow her and i came out of it and i was absolutely buzzing because it was it just made me realize that that's exactly what i want to do so how she worked with her clients listening to what their concerns were and they're so varied um and helping them you know to to feel better maybe heal a relationship with food Mm. um yeah it was really really good so that's that's my plan don't know what that's gonna look like but <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> you don't Just have to yet <laughs> <laughs> this is when the fear will strike <laughs> so
0: do you know what sort of people you would like to work with like, would it be do you think very active people or people who want to be more active and um have you know a really good diet to complement that have you got an idea possibly yeah
1: possibly i don't think i want to be too prescriptive um obviously you know maximize client base um but um realistically it'd be adults um more than children um or, or families because you can do some work like families um or schools and things like that but i think you know adults maybe those who are already a little bit active but but maybe not um but yeah just just people who want to feel better about themselves um so it could be that they've got um digestive issues or they're following a certain maybe plant-based or vegan diet i want to make sure they're maximizing their nutrients and anything really anything And do you know where you might like to set up your business? Would it be in a city or in the countryside? Um, I think the good thing about what I want to do is um, it's flexible. Mm. You can meet someone anywhere really. Um, So I haven't given that a massive amount of thought. Um, In an ideal world I think first consultations with clients I'd like to be face-to-face because I think that's much better but there's you know you can use Skype um, as well. So you you can can be anywhere. I could meet in a In a coffee shop (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) Yes. Could be outdoors. Um doesn't you don't need to be constrained at all. It's wherever Wherever suits the client really so. yes
0: yeah that's how I like to work as well so although I love working outside it's not um you know an absolute must that you have to go out for a walk in the snow <laughs> yeah <laughs> some people love it some people prefer yeah to sit and and be indoors and yeah. and sit there with pen and paper whereas others yeah so it's nice yeah. to work towards the
1: clients well you're gonna get the best out of your client aren't you if they're comfortable that you know so there's no point in putting someone or making someone go somewhere where they don't feel comfortable absolutely
0: Where do you think people can find reliable information or advice about nutrition, diet
1: and lifestyle? Okay, well, we've probably touched on it a little bit or I have with my, uh, with my swear word. Um, <laughs> it's really tricky. It's a minefield because so many people will put nutritional information out there. Um, and this, you know, so social media is probably the biggest red flag, I would say. That being said, of course, there are a lot of fully qualified people are putting great stuff out there on social media. I'm a big Instagrammer, so um, you know I follow lots of um, registered dietitians or registered nutritionists on Instagram, and they're the ones that provide reliable advice. Those who are um, Fitspo Instagrammers or influencers, or I say this with a, the best love in the world to PTs because PTs are great, but phys- um, PTs don't get a lot of nutrition training; they're not really qualified to offer nutritional advice Um, so I would hazard some caution there if you're looking on a website or on social media always look for if someone's um, registered they will say so on their bio so look for RD registered dietitian or RNUTR registered nutritionist or ANUTR which is an associate registered nutritionist if they've got those letters you're good to go if they haven't or someone like me who's a student I put stuff out there but I will put the caveat on that I'm a student I can't give personalized advice but I can give generic healthy eating messages but yeah look for those look for that accreditation and then it will be trustworthy yeah, because I think for some people it can be
0: quite overwhelming when you first start looking into things. Like when you know, if you just do a general Google search or a search oh, on social yeah. media, yeah, it yeah. can be quite overwhelming. It's like, well, you know, is this information?
1: Yeah, and <laughs> correct. If you, if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know. And um, a couple of other red flags I would probably say are um, anyone who says it worked for me, therefore it will work for you, or um, someone who very. Category goes down one route. So I, I advocates like one um, dietary lifestyle over another, because actually that, that's one size doesn't fit all. Everyone's going to have different needs. That's where it has to be tailored. So if someone's advocating um, a low carb diet for everybody, red flag mm-hmm. or if they're selling something supplements etc
0: absolutely what do you think about all these shakes and things that people drink because I I don't I personally don't um that's partly because I I wouldn't know where on earth to start with (laughs) it. yeah and I would just get
1: overwhelmed by all the blogs about it so (laughs) what do you think of them um meal replacement shakes no um for a number of reasons um your nutrient bioavailability that's a big word um but your body will take the nutrients uh, much better from actual food Mm. Actual food is also much more satisfying um and it's much easier to overeat if you're having something in like a liquid form because you you know it's the way it's digested through your body um so and they tend to be associated with diet so you know sort of your yeah, um I can't think of the brand name, probably shouldn't mention it anyway, but you know a meal replacement why would you want to replace a meal why just not eat the food? um protein shakes slightly different because we all have a requirement for protein so that's obviously um, very fashionable isn't it and i i use protein powder from time to time put that into like a make a smoothie um great for topping up your protein especially if you're exercising um but you can get it from food and it's probably better to get it from food so always try and get your nutrients from food mm. um but if you're struggling for for whatever reason then sometimes you know supplements are good
0: yeah. Cause I've read a bit about, um, with trail running cause yep. I'm a little bit into trail running. A little bit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't do all this ultra running, um, malarkey, <laughs> but yeah, I read a bit about that and I always want to just eat normal food, yes. like, you know, just bananas and oat biscuits, that kind of thing. Whereas obviously if you're doing like a multi-day, um, journey, um, somewhere and you need to travel light I've heard about these gels in packets and, of course yeah. and I just that really puts me off because I just think That's, that doesn't look or feel like real f-. I haven't tried them so yeah I'm talking I'm talking about this not having a clue <laughs> <laughs> but it really puts me off I'd rather carry a few bananas and stuff in my bag yeah and but then yeah maybe these I don't know whether these
1: gels yeah i don't it's not my sort of area of expertise come back to me next year for my sports nutrition um (laughs) but there there is a place for them of course marathon runners will use gels because practicality you can't you know be carrying loads of stuff around Mm -hmm. it's probably easy for you trail running because you will have a bag like a rucksack, little pack pack again i I would probably say food is better but Mm. for a quick as you're running intake of carbs and electrolytes to replenish your glycogen stores um yeah great um but everyone's different again yes so yes really, so i need to do my research yeah <laughs> and um, i would always try in moderation first because they cannot upset your tummy right um so again if you were doing a longer event don't make sure you try them first before you did your long event mm-hmm. because if you then go into a long event and then it upsets your stomach okay. it's a little bit late in the day good advice thank you rachel um so
0: my next question is, what makes you feel really
1: healthy? <laughs> um, oh, what is health? Uh, <laughs> um, so you personally? For me personally, oh, I think this is a, it's a difficult one. Um, for me, a balance between eating great food. And that doesn't necessarily mean healthy and in inverted commas because great food is whatever you want and whatever nourishes your soul, I think as much as your body <laughs> pancakes um <laughs> good hydration. I always know if I'm not drunk enough water, I just feel terrible um I'm literally carrying my water bottle everywhere um sleep for me is another biggie um I like my sleep, and my sleep is a bit you know can be intermittent and up and down depending on you know what's going around in my head or you know just life sometimes I do I feel my best when I've had good sleep good hydration nice food and and moving exercise again if I don't get a chance to go uh, to the gym um, and do I I love weight training that's my big thing Um, if I don't that's like my mindfulness as well if I don't get a chance to go to the gym I, I notice the difference in my head so that's sort of mental health as well as body health so for me it's Body and mind. Mm-hmm. Do you have a certain routine that you go through at the gym? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not. You're nodding like you're not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that
0: that really helps. I think with the mind. Yes. Because I think if you if you're focusing on that, if you're focusing on like what your kind of what your next movement is, or your you know your your next exercise, then. I think that just brings your attention
1: to it. Yes, yeah. Um, I really got into weights a few years ago and I like, for me, I like seeing the progression um, and I like learning new things, the new techniques because it's challenging. So again, yeah, it's that mindfulness in the moment of thinking, you've got to get the movement right because if you don't, it's going to go horribly wrong <laughs> and you're probably going to get injured. So you really have to focus so that you can't think about anything else when you're doing your weights. So you probably get it with running your head probably clears my head clears with weights but I do have a routine because um, I say I like to see progression I like to learn new new um, techniques so I have um, a PT at the gym I go to so I see him fairly regularly and he will give me different programs and talk through what I want to do Um, and so I yeah I use that program when I go so it gives me structure and it gives me a nudge to go as well I, I need to do my program yes yeah
0: so you're sort of um, motivated yeah because and when, you're committed yeah committed
1: and when I get there I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. um, I'm not faffing around thinking what should I do next and what I'm doing is for a reason if that makes sense so it's there's there's method in his madness although sometimes I worry <laughs> <laughs> oh, why am I doing this
0: do you have those days sometimes where you just look out the window you just go I just don't want to go out there today yeah. Like I don't want to go
1: and get in the car, and go to the gym or walk there or whatever you do. Like, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think we all, you probably have the same. Um, I mean, though I'm indoors when I go, you know, get into the gym. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's harder to get there. But once you're there, um, I don't think I've ever regretted it once I'm there, but mm. sometimes I have an internal battle. Yes. Same as
0: me. I've just started um, some yoga classes And even just walking down the road for 10 minutes, I was thinking, oh, I just don't want to go out there. You know, it was blowing a gale and all these excuses. But then I just thought, you know, I'm going to feel so much better for it if I go rather than just, you know, curling up at home. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's that kind of that longer term thinking about it on those days when it's like, oh, I really don't fancy it.
1: Yeah. I think you almost have to remember how it feels when you've done it. Yes. Um, but there are days where actually you listen to your body and it's no, it's not the right. It's knowing whether it's your head or your body, I think. And that's mm. hard, hard sometimes to know. Yes. Which one's shouting the <laughs> loudest <Yeah. laughs>
0: and which one's going to talk the other one out. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you make time for your other interests, such as going to the gym? Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, uh, Google Calendar. <laughs> um, I am quite organized <laughs> that's good that's I am one of those, I'm one of those people I do like a list so I try and plan um the week um so that will be what am I doing at uni you know what's my travel times when can I fit the gym in and I do sadly diarise it because then it's a the thing and even like if I'm meeting a friend for coffee I'll, I'll make sure it's in the in the diary um to try and get that balance and some some weeks the balance is off um and you just can't you can't make time and it's prioritizing isn't it Mm -hmm. Um, and whether that's grabbing something quick and easy to eat rather than making an extravaganza (laughs) or whether it is skipping the gym because you literally don't have time but yeah I I try and plan as much as I can which makes me sound really boring (laughs) no it just makes you sound like some kind of superwoman (laughs) a robot i'm not perfect at all i didn't go to the gym yesterday so
0: i probably should have done so what are your other interests apart from like you know your studies and um going out for coffees and all these things like what are these other interests
1: that maybe you would like more time to explore um definitely photography um i have done a couple of short courses got myself um DSLR um, camera so I'm really trying to like learn how to use that off all the automatic functions and 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 you have to get out and practice for that and I really love getting outside to practice because one you're outside and two you just see so much more because you're looking for different things Mm -hmm. so you know like when you're going for a walk and your mind might wander and you don't really focus on what's around you necessarily when you're looking for interesting things to photograph you really do see um so much more uh, and so much more detail so i really enjoy that but i've got to be honest i don't get out half as much as i'd like to and maybe i need to get that in the old google calendar (laughs) Um, but the weather's been shocking recently Um, so yeah i need to get as the weather improves because also light is an issue i did go out a couple of months ago um the weather was it was dry but it was just too dark um because i don't use a flash or anything like that so it just wasn't working for me um so that's probably my biggest other main interest other than like the food and cooking exercise. And is photography something that
0: you bring into your study and your potential kind of future career path as well? Because I've seen you taking some really nice pictures <laughs> of the um the food
1: explorations
0: we've had <laughs> <Yes. Built. laughs> oh, yeah yeah
1: um, and I apologize to Sarah that or anyone else I go out with that you can't eat until I've taken a photograph <laughs> and then I moan about the lighting or the angle um <laughs> yes in short so and, and I what I'm thinking for the future is to have my own website as well um possibly look at recipe development to go alongside the nutrition so food photography which is a thing um would be some a skill that I want to develop so actually at the minute I like to f- photograph nature and outdoors but food will be the next thing and it's quite difficult to make food look good mm. my kitchen doesn't have very good lighting so um yeah I like it on some of your posts
0: when you say I just I just wanted to eat it so I didn't take the best yeah <laughs> but here it is <laughs> yeah here it is
1: because yeah otherwise it goes cold <laughs> I'm definitely not going to Instagram it that makes a dish just for the photo and yeah. then doesn't eat it. I'm was like, yeah, this is, doesn't look great, but hey, this is life. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that about your Instagram
0: posts. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, to, so you mentioned about, um, in the future, creating a website and yeah. having your own business and all those things. So how does all that sound to you now? Like, you know, you're in your second uh, year of your degree uh-huh. and, like, it sounds really exciting to to have all of that, you know, all that's all going to be happening probably after your degree. So how does that actually sound to you? Is it exciting as it sounds (laughs) for you? No, I feel really excited.
1: (laughs) Half of me wants to just crack on now. Um, The other half is very scared. Um, There's a lot to learn. I mean, yeah, I'm really excited. So um, I, I think I said to you earlier about the website. So I would love to do it now and get, cracking with maybe some blog posts some photography recipes and and longer posts about nutrition because instagram you're sort of constrained by the number of characters so mm. I, it's quite tricky but the other half of me is like hang on rachel reality check you've got uni you commute to uni you've got life um you haven't got time so i'm gonna wait until the summer break and then i'm gonna I'm going to put it on here now so it's recorded <laughs> I will do it in the summer <laughs> so watch this space um but yeah it's exciting you know I am 50 50 of like let's just get on with it and oh it's too scary so then you're
0: thinking about doing it yourself so you're not so um you're not thinking oh, I'll like get someone else to design your website are you quite up for
1: I yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it's I'm not super creative so I'll see how that goes but in theory yeah I'd like to I'd like to try and do it myself and that's partly also money as well yes Um, of course
0: yeah I designed all my own uh, websites yeah just because I didn't also I think because I I wasn't that clear on what I wanted so I sort of wanted that
1: time to play and experiment and yeah that sounds that sounds perfect I think that's what I'd want to do is just have a little play around and um, hope my perfectionism doesn't take over and actually finally make a decision and, and actually um, publish it actually do it like <laughs> waiting how many months to do my Instagram account um, because I was too worried wasn't I about what it was going to be called um, but yeah and then in terms of business and future there's loads of stuff um, support through the careers centre at Sheffield Hallam and they have um, an enterprise team so I've already been to a couple of workshops around things like LinkedIn and social media Um so I'm going to use them as much as I can for advice while I'm, while I'm using while I'm there at Hallam. So
0: amongst all this madness, <laughs> <laughs> when do you completely
1: uh, relax? Good question. Um, on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, oh, I love to travel. Um, that's another thing, but logistically now again, money time. Well, I probably have got time in the summer, Um, yeah I like to explore new places but I also like to relax so um, last year I went to Montenegro which was brilliant took the camera went out exploring on my own um, coupled with some big large scale chilling by the by the sea Um, and I do I will completely relax I'm not one of these people who goes on holiday and doesn't relax you know within about two days I'm I'm horizontal (laughs) Um, obviously that's not Logistically possible all the time. So for me, it would be um if I'm indoors, something like maybe having a nice bath, book, love reading, love a good book, um or just getting outside and having a wander. And again, the camera is is a good way because it is, again, it's like mindfulness, isn't it? Because you're focusing on capturing that moment and you're thinking about it. Um, so yeah, so a combination of getting out while it's nice into some fresh air, but yeah, if it's indoors, reading, bath. Netflix binge
0: yeah yeah that's uh, I've got into um, all these detective dramas now oh really <laughs> and I always thought that they'd make me feel really uptight and but actually I, I get so engrossed in it that I can just detach
1: from anything yeah. else
0: any other distractions or anything yeah
1: it's true I mean people laugh when you talk about like a Netflix binge but yeah these really addictive series you are completely um focused on that and you're yeah. not worrying about anything else that's going on in your head so it's a bit of a weird relaxation but it's still relaxation isn't it yeah
0: there's all sorts of different forms yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: for people <laughs> i remember seeing your um,
0: holiday photos in summer and you, uh, yeah i think it's interesting how people can actually really look more relaxed you know like you just kind of you can kind of tell when people have been on holiday yeah. it's like it's like what's you know, what's happened to you or if someone's been to a like a relaxing class like a meditation or yeah, a yoga it's yoga. like people just yeah it's, it's like people almost I don't know just soften a little bit or I went to a yoga class recently and when I got home um my partner said you're glowing and, I, yeah. and he never you know he's never used that word before <laughs> and I was just like wow I, I definitely need to go back <laughs> yeah I want to go <laughs> I wasn't even aware of it you know that I hit that I, but then I realized that I felt yeah. different and then I yeah. looked different it's really went, weird
1: yeah I went on a really amazing retreat last September I think it was in um in Derbyshire um so i think it was like two nights but so there's a little bit of yeah there was yoga some fitness um candle making pizza making but it was really really lovely really lovely group of people um and i absolutely love that and that's another good way of relaxing although initially when you first get there it can be a bit nerve-wracking you probably don't relax because you don't know anyone and it's that just getting to know people but by the end of it we're all very chilled.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean because I was worried about going to this yoga class. I was thinking, oh, I haven't been before. I'm going to be, I'm not going to be very flexible. um It was actually not just that I, there were going to people there I didn't know, but actually that I also did know and I didn't want them to see me yeah. struggling because everyone's always <laughs> like, oh, yes, Sarah's really athletic and fit. And it's like, I was going to be the one struggling. And, yeah. you know, I was because I hadn't been stretching properly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think it, it can be seeing people you know, seeing people you don't know, but actually. I think part of the reason that I was glowing afterwards was because of my connection with the people there. It wasn't just yeah. the yoga class. I think, and that, I think that's really important as well is,
1: is connection with people. Yeah. That's a really good point. Definitely. I mean, I met some lovely people on the retreat and we're still in touch. So, you know, it's great. Yeah, definitely. Um. So
0: to, just to bring things to a close and to perhaps give the, uh, our listeners um, something to think about and take away okay what would you like to ask people who are considering a career change who perhaps like you have been were you were in a particular career path mm-hmm. for quite some time um 19 years for yourself yeah so what would you like to ask those people that are maybe have got those early rumblings of really thinking about it and maybe a bit scared of taking
1: the first steps were making a decision? Okay. It's a really good question. It's a really difficult question. <laughs> um, I think for me, and this is quite broad and it'll mean different things to different people, but to think about what would you do if money was no object? So if I relate it back to my experience in the police, um, as I say, I did, I'd gone up fairly high in the police and I was on a good wage at the time. Um, and it's really difficult, I think, once you get on that um, that track, if you like, of just thinking about the money. Um, but it's not about money in life, and and as I've learned, as life's your life experience and doing things that you love are more important than the money that you bring in. And that that is difficult for people because. We all need to earn money. But to, to start you off in thinking about what you might want to do is what would you do if money was no object? If you didn't need to have money, a wage coming in, what is your passion? What would excite you? What would make you want to get out of bed every morning? What makes you happy? Rather than getting out of bed and thinking, oh, no, I've got to go to work and just being unhappy. Life is too short. Um, and that, yeah, I think I probably leave it at that. Life is too short to do a career that you're not happy with
0: so rachel where can people go to find more about you or to get in touch
1: okay um as i said earlier i like my instagram so you can find me at, at fletcher food and nutrition that's all one word uh, also on twitter at rach Flett. <laughs> so part of your name <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll share it in the notes yeah
0: yeah that'd be great thanks for listening to about the adventure If you'd like to let us know what you think, your feedback is very welcome. Just visit abouttheadventure.com. Until next time.